Welcome to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network, a show that streams health, happiness, and hope to the kidney community. You can download all Kidney Talk shows from iTunes and find a variety of resources to help you navigate this illness at rsnhope.org. Please welcome your host, Lori Hartwell, who has lived with kidney disease since the age of two. Well, welcome to Kidney Talk. Um, Today, we are going to be discussing a very important subject. It's getting more attention, thankfully, and uh, it's important um, because we all care about the environment. We all need to do our part, and when you are on dialysis or you're taking medication, you know, recycling and understanding what you can do to help the the planet, let's just put it that way, uh, is important. So today, Cher Thomas and I are going to talk about what we've learned, what we've heard from some of our peers, and, you know, put you on the right path to make a difference. So welcome to the show, Cher. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for inviting me. This is really something that is important to me. Well, you know, I've been recycling for years because, you know, my husband works in recycling. <laughs> and, um, and you know, we met a little over, you know, 26 years ago. And uh, I always thought to myself, you know, he likes me because I'm recycled because I have a kidney. And, um, you know, it's uh, we're always very, very conscious of it, especially in California. We have all the different you know, buckets and different things that you need to do. Uh, so it's very important. And I'm glad that you feel the same way too. I definitely do. You know, I have just added my eighth rain barrel. I collect rainwater to water my garden. I use eggshells in my garden. I recycle. Uh, it's not only important to me, it's important to my family. Well, and, you know, the plants love it. That's the thing, right? <laughs> oh, they do. They do. It's so much better than chlorinated water. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, let's, let's, let's kick this off and let's talk about medication because we've all had prescriptions that we end up not using. You know, they expire and uh, the importance of not throwing it away (laughs) Uh, for the little birdies to eat or drink the water, right? Well, and not just that. You don't want someone who is nefarious getting a hold of them and, you know, doing something crazy with them either. So, you know, it's a, there's so many benefits to it and you can't just throw things away sometimes. Well, and, you know, for, uh, for Glendale, that's where I live, um, they have a great, place because you literally just take the bottles of medicine you no longer need or can use and you scratch off your name and you basically just take them and dump them, the, give them the bag of medication. And I imagine every city has that. Does yours? No, we don't. Usually if you're going to recycle your medications, uh, the pharmacy will take them. You, Like you said, you mark your name off of it and turn it in and the pharmacy will dispose of it. Well, you know, that's pretty cool because I I think in Glendale, um, we've had some problems with some pharmacies uh, oh. not being so <laughs> forthcoming. Let's put it that way. I, so, I get your drift. <laughs> Speaking of nefarious. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But um, it's, it's when if you flush medication down the toilet. It hurts your water supply. And I know you did a little bit of research about, you know, find out what you can flush and what you can't, but I'm, I'm, 
I just think you shouldn't flush anything. It's No, it is. The research that I did said that actually more chemicals come through through your urine whenever you go to the bathroom on the toilet. But, you know, I would say in its purest form, whenever you haven't absorbed any of it, I, I just have questions about what it does to the general water supply. It doesn't just affect us. It affects everybody. Exactly. I mean, it's what's the point of doing that? And and it's interesting because there's been a lot of studies that have come out about vitamins lately. And, you know, people who have kidney disease need to take, you know, vitamins if their doctors suggest it. But for right. the general public, you know, who are, who are, you know, spending a fortune on all these vitamins, um, they just found out they had expensive urine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I mean, you know... It's funny that you bring that up because supplements are not monitored by the FDA and you don't know how much is in it anyway, but there isn't a lot of hard evidence that shows that we are actually absorbing it and it does end up going out in our urine. Exactly. I mean, it's just, you know, you can save a lot of money just by spending that money on some good, you know, good nutritious food. Well, you know, we're... (laughs) You know, we're so lucky as patients with kidney disease, as people living with kidney disease, we're so lucky because we get the lab work that tells us what we need and we're not just arbitrarily taking C or D unless we need it. Right. We are the most monitored people in the world, I think. I'm like, I am never going to be surprised by something that, you know, some, (laughs) some foreign illness that shows up and nobody recognized it, right? Exactly, exactly. Yes, we are under the microscope. (laughs) Well, then also, too, with medication and, you know, of course, this is illegal, but, you know, come and arrest me, okay? I I need a nap. Um, But I've shared my medicine with people who don't, like, I don't take a medicine anymore, and I have a friend who takes the same medicine. Right. I feel comfortable. I've done that, and I will then share it. Um, Yes, I I'm the same way. You know, I'm the same way. Yeah. I don't like to throw things away that can be used by others. The other thing I've done is um, with some of my medication that I no longer used or, you know, maybe a little bit expired is if you have a relationship with a vet hospital or something, sometimes they take it because, you That's know, right. cats take cyclosporin. <laughs> Yes, they and do. they take a lot of the same meds, but I think you have to have a relationship because they're not just going to say, oh, you know, give the meds. And, and you know, sometimes it really helps because there's cats that are in rescue and different things that might be able to benefit. So that's kind of a, you know, takes more energy to pursue that. But um, I always say it's an option. So, you know, it, check it, it out. It is an option. And if you do have a good relationship with them, I've had veterinary offices buy back medications that, you know, from a pet that had passed. So, you know, yet again, I would have had to dispose it. And they were generous enough to, you know, give me a little bit of money back so that they could share it with another animal that was less fortunate. Exactly. Um, So, you know, do your due diligence. But I have like a little bag that's kind of a, a different color in my washroom. And, you know, things that need to be recycled, I just put everything in there and, you know, and then we go like every six months or something. So, um, you know, develop a plan and don't throw them in the garbage. And there was there was this horrible story the other day on the news 
Um, and I don't think it had to relate to somebody throwing away, but a, a little dog ate an oxycodone. Um, oh, no. On the rock, picked up an oxycodone. And oh, the dog, no. is it, it survived because she took it to the vet, but it's blind. That's oh, how gosh. toxic these medications are to animals. I mean, it's nothing to play around with. No, no, that's so sad. It's very sad. So uh, do your part. Uh, let's move on a little bit to, you know, we get this question so much. I don't need my dialysis supplies. Can you come get them? <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing. You've gotten a transplant and you don't need it uh, anymore. And uh, in that circumstance, that's a wonderful position to be in. But I went through the same thing whenever I have my transplant. I asked my center, what do I do? Exactly. You have this, you know, pallet of PD supplies in your other room and you're ready to throw a party and it's taking up your, your, your company space. Um, and, you know, I think people don't realize that, you know, it's a prescription. And once a prescription is sold to you because your insurance paid for it, it really can't be sent back. That is right. Um Decades and decades and decades ago, the circumstance was different, but they've had to make restrictions to keep things fair. Well, and I think, you know, it makes sense because it's, it's they're at kind of a risk if they take something out and then prescribe it to somebody else. But there are a few little ways to get around it. Um, uh, and, you know, I know sometimes, and it, it doesn't probably... Uh, help if you have tens of cases, but if they're doing training on PD, like a school who's teaching people how to do PD or something right. like that, they can take supplies, like the nursing students, just to kind of understand it. Again, right. sometimes vets will take some, some of the stuff. Uh, I know that they are a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have, I don't know if you've ever gotten some supplies, but they seem to think that you need a case of tape. <laughs> and unless you want to be a mummy, right? <laughs> yes, I did peritoneal dialysis, and I had um, not a truckload of supplies every month, but it was certainly my fair share. And you're right, lots and lots of tape. I, well, I still ha I, I still have tape from 11 years ago when I was on dialysis, and I have given it away and gauzes <laughs> and, you know, I mean, vets love that stuff. You oh, know, yes, they, they do. They will eat any of that up. But one of the ideas, and I did this for some of my friends, is I made up little emergency packets for them. <laughs> Oh, that's and, smart. Yeah, just put some gauze and tape and alcohol swap, whatever you have. And, you right. know, it could be a great Christmas gift, right? You don't have to spend any money. And you could be saving a life. It's an emergency kit. Exactly. It's um, it's important. And I think also with the PD supplies, uh, I thought this was really clever. You brought this up, what you do with the PD fluid bags. Well, are you referring to putting it in the garden? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> they recommended me uh, that to me whenever I had my transplant 23 years ago. Of course, the unused solution, right, uh, that is basically glucose. And they told me how it would help my plants grow. And then, indeed, um, I was visiting with my mother about this last night. Um, 
I said, do you remember when we did that? And she said, of course I do. You know, she helped me empty the bags. It was like a rite of passage once I had my transplant. <laughs> you were like burying the fluid forever. Oh, yeah. You? I couldn't get rid of it soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I mean, it is, you don't want to ever want to, if you're recycling things, you don't want to ever just, you know, throw your PD bag in the trash anyways. You always want to drain it. Right. Um, and, you know, which brings a really interesting point about draining fluid. Exactly. I you didn't know, know this because this was pre, you know, I was in the early stages of PD, so they weren't that advanced. Right. Well, even whenever I did PD, the solution that was used went into another bag, and then we had to either take it to the toilet or the bathtub and drain it. And so it added another step of lifting that big, heavy bag. But in today's world, most of the time, they're able to uh, connect an extra long drain hose that goes right into your toilet. You're able to skip a step. And then uh, some of the centers on occasion, according to patients, are telling people, you know, to add a little bleach to help get rid of that little residue that's left. And it's leaving their toilets nice and clean. I, th I think it's a wonderful innovation. Well, and, you know, if you do decide you want to just use your bathtub or something, um, you're going to need some Drano probably, right? <laughs> I need some Drano, and it can corrode your pipes if they're metal. Right. And uh, you really have to flush it really well with water. And, you know, right now, I think the whole United States is struggling with a drought. I know we've had some rain pop up in the last week, but this summer was hard. Everybody had really high temperatures and not enough rain. And using that extra water to run down your tub, oh, that's a lot of water. It is. And, you know, I'm in Los Angeles and uh, coming up in a few weeks here, which is pretty darn frightening, uh, we are going on emergency water supply for two weeks oh. because uh, they got to fix a pipe. That is, you know, you could drive a, a semi-truck through. Um, that's our main water source for Los Angeles. And so, you know, we're not allowed to water our grass. We're not allowed to water outside. We have all these restrictions and, um, you know, put buckets in your shower and use it to water. I mean, all of this stuff. So um, I read a book many years ago called Gums, Germs, and Steel. Guns, Germs, and Steel, not gums, because I know you're oh. a dentist. Guns, Germs, and Steel. And, you know, our ancestors, you know, hit each other over the head for water. So, oh, um, yes. Water is a very, very important commodity. Well, and if you've been on a fluid limit, you know that. But, oh, yes. um, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Isn't it? It's so, it's so crazy. But um, what, what's also interesting is, you know, all the other little dialysis supplies you have. Oh, which, yes. I mean, you know, the tubings, the clamps, I mean, all these things if you're not using them. And I thought it was interesting because... I'm a crafter, and I don't know about you, but I get so inspired when I see junk, and I'm like, how can I make it a treasure? Right, right. And it, it's interesting because if the supplies aren't used, you can do some fun stuff with it. I mean, that tubing, I saw this pretty fun bracelet. I don't know exactly how it worked, but they put glitter paint in it, and then it became like a bracelet. <laughs> Oh, that would be so cool. 
you know. You could, actually, you, could, you could put it on the outside or you could actually inject it in with some glue and some glitter. It'd be gorgeous. Oh, yeah. You could make your Christmas garland with it. You could do yes. all kinds of things. Yes. You can make a clothesline out of it. I mean, you can do anything with that. I mean, get creative with your, your tubing that's unused, not the one with the blood in it or the fluid in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... So nobody wants that. <laughs> well, it would be kind of comical at Halloween, though, right? To have, like, it the blood be. tubing with the, the clothes hanging from it out front and scare the children. Exactly. Exactly. It, it is like Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting because of uh, one of my biggest issues was with the boxes. Oh, yeah. And I hate to admit this, but I actually kind of find it endearing. My mother was like like trash to treasures too, and she used to make um, shelving out of my old peritoneal dialysis boxes. And you give her some contact paper and some boxes, and she was in hog heaven. And she made this whole book cakes <laughs> <laughs> out of the cardboard boxes. Now, it was pretty comical. I have made a book case, but I have made. Like um, like a shelving box that you see sometimes with paper on it. I have done that with cardboard boxes. Well, and they're so strong. That's the thing is these boxes are so strong. Yes. Because they hold that water. I mean, you can, you can do a lot with them. And so are you on a group called Buy Nothing on Facebook? Yes, I am. Well, and you know what I notice all the time in my area is people are looking for moving boxes. That's exactly. one big thing here. And what would be a better way to move stuff than put it in a dialysis supply box? Because nobody's going to steal it. No. No, nobody's going to steal it and they're tough. Exactly. And they're strong and they're sturdy and they're small enough to carry. Uh, I mean, I think it's a great way. And then it's also a great way. Um, I don't know if you like to do this, but at Christmas time, it's really fun to wrap stuff in just odd boxes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, put it I, in that. I get a little devilish at Christmas time. I like to put a box inside of a box inside of a box. Maybe use a little duct tape. I I like to make it a journey for the recipient. <laughs> or you know, you know, you have your old Apple box. You know, your iPad box, and then yes. you just put something in there, and then then they never speak to you again. <laughs> well, it's funny though. You get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> exactly. It is all about using your sense of humor. Exactly. Um, but I, one of the things I did was uh, invested in a really good knife to to take down boxes if I had to. Um, and, you know, make sure that you're very cautious with it. But, you know, my husband can pull the boxes apart because he's strong enough. But I couldn't. So I had to think of some other ways so I could flatten the boxes and get them where they need to go if I didn't find a need for them. Oh, yes. I keep a utility knife, also, you know, also known as a box cutter. I have it uh, in my kitchen, which is usually the stopping point of all the boxes coming in. And I use it quickly to flatten the box, and it makes it so much easier. We don't have curbside recycle here. We actually have to take it to a recycle center. Oh, and wow. even if I was putting it curbside, I would flatten it. But to move things out to my vehicle, I definitely need to have them flat. 
Well, and, you know, we we have curbside, um, you know, pickup here, uh, which, you know, I guess I'm very grateful for because I get a lot of boxes from RSN. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd have yes, to, I can, I'd have I can to, imagine. Like, have to have a truck or something like that. But um, it is important because, you know, every city has different different rules. And um, I love the suggestion of calling, you know, 611 and finding out where to find, you know, the information you need on, you know, recycling medicine or, you know, let's just talk about electronics and batteries and everything else because you can't throw that in the garbage. There's some little birdie suffering somewhere. Um, if you put a battery in, in there, um, you know, even when you buy soda, the six-pack, we cut up those things. We, we cut it up so they don't get their little head stuck in it. Um, and, uh, you know, die a horrible death. So it's really important to know what your city does. And, um, and if you're not able to, you know, ask one of your neighbors to help you, because if they're a recycling buff, they're probably going to be really excited that you're taking an interest in, in, you know, taking care of the earth and, and the climate and all the things that we're supposed to be doing. Definitely. And, you know, I'm sure this is true for Glendale. It's true for my city that they also have it posted on the website. Exactly. Their city website. If you can find it. Yes, you can find it. If you can find it. Sometimes. Oh, oh, I can find it. Ours is pretty clear on where to find it. But uh, we, because I live on Galveston Island, we have to be careful with a lot of uh, waste plastic, things like that, that actually get on the beaches that hurt animals. Well, and I mean, I've seen people like, oh, I'll just throw that needle in the garbage. No, put it in your sharps container and dispose of it properly. Um, Because you don't want to be stepping on that needle in the beach. No, and you don't want that to happen to somebody that you love either. Well, exactly. I mean, it's it's just it's it's crazy, and you know it's also really important to, um, you know, bring up the subject with your your providers, talk about it, get them aware of it too. I mean, you know, some people are a little bit more environmentally friendly than others. You know, like like how do you guys then start an initiative in your facility to get everybody to recycle? And, you know, learn the best practices in your area. Exactly. And the best way to do that, I think, is, first of all, just to start asking questions and become aware that uh, medical waste, biohazardous waste, you know, you need to find out what's the proper way to dispose of it, and your center is a great place to start. Uh, It is. and, And, you know, we're coming up here on Halloween pretty soon. And I have to say, I can't think of one right off the bat right now. Uh, but, you know, use some of those old medical supplies and come up with a, a really creative costume. <laughs> oh, yes. You could go as a cyborg. Uh, there's so many things. You're, you're only limited by your imagination. There's just unlimited things that you could come up with um, and by using it, medical supplies. I know. You can do so much with gloves. It's just incredible. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. And, you know, speaking of gloves and masks and all of those things, um, we got to be really careful those are disposed of properly, too. Because I was reading a report out of the Netherlands, and they are seeing an increase in 
animals being harmed by gloves and masks. Uh, We may have all seen the little picture of the rat, you know, in a hammock in the mask. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, right, they made their right. own little little bed with, you know, one of the blue uh, masks. But in reality, it's, it's, it's they eat them, the plastic, they digest them. And so we need to make sure if we're out and we're, we're using any of them, and especially on a windy day, <laughs> that we <laughs> yes. dispose of them properly so they don't end up in our uh, wildlife and, you know, our trees and shrubbery. And and that's just being a good citizen. It is. And, you know, I had a chance to read that article as well. And I have to say, I'm a dental hygienist, and I know whenever AIDS came out in the 1980s, dental offices started using lots of plastic and, and covers. And luckily, the industry has made a movement towards using uh, PPEs and other equipment to protect patients that are uh, biodegradable. And, you know, I see some, some signs out there that dialysis is trying to go in that same direction. But whenever COVID broke out, and not just one industry and not just the medical industry, but everybody started wearing a mask. And many people started wearing gloves, and then they didn't know how to dispose of them, or they were careless whenever they disposed of them, or like you said, a a stiff breeze came along. Then that's how wildlife is being exposed to it and in harm to it today. We got to think about, you know, everybody involved. And, and, you know, people uh, that need dialysis, we, we definitely need the care of medications, but it's our you know, responsibility to make sure that we don't hurt others with it and do, what, do our part. Because, you know, I hear this c- consistently when, oh, that's somebody else's job. That's not my job. Oh, Yes, I you know what I mean? More. Like, oh, well, I don't need to do that because I don't feel good. I'm tired. Well, you you need to make an effort because if we all did it, uh, I think, you know, the world would be a better place. And, and I also see that with, like, comments to letters and stuff like, hey, everybody, we can make a difference. Just just take two minutes and make a comment. And every, And I've heard this. Everybody thinks it's everybody else's job to do it. And as a society, we don't progress when we think it's other people's job. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. And we all live here, and we all have to clean up after ourselves and clean up after each other whenever we get a chance as well. You know, I belong to Nextdoor, and there's always somebody posting about areas uh, here on Galveston Island that neighbors need to get out and help clean it up. We actually have annually, we have a trash pickup day, and it's because we care about what our home looks like. Exactly. I mean, one of our, one of my dear friends, Leslie, who's a you know, she was my nurse when I was a little girl, and I always see her on Facebook, and she's always on the beach cleaning up stuff with a group of people. She's always walking the beach and picking up garbage. And, you know, it's, it's, we need more people like her and, and, you know, that get up and say, wow, this isn't my neighborhood or my yard, but I'm going to clean it up anyways. And, 
And uh, my husband and I went for a walking tour in Boston with uh, uh, Michael Dukakis, who's the governor of Michael Dukakis at the time, yeah. and a uh, former presidential candidate. And That's right. he, gave, he gave me and my husband a personal walking tour. And I'll never forget it. Every time he saw a piece of garbage, he picked it up and put it in his bag. That's incredible. And it, and he's so passionate about, you know, transportation and getting the train system up and working so people weren't driving cars. And and I was just so impressed with with that. He He's like, well, this isn't somebody else's job. If I'm going to preach it, I need to do it. And he walked like he talked. And I won't, I won't, uh, I'll share the story over wine one time uh, or when we're having dinner. But um, just to kind of close up, we actually stopped at a Starbucks to take a break and chit-chatted. And we ran into Joan Kennedy. And I felt like we were in like a dynasty or something. And, (laughs) and, you know, he was just like, are you sober? (laughs) He was just like, you know, you're valuable and you need to stay sober. And I was like, am I in a reality um, TV show or something? But uh, he really cared about people. And, you know, we just need more people who are willing to, you know, take the initiative and and make a difference. Well, and, you know... uh a lot of times people leave that to the youth and it's everybody's responsibility. Well, and you know, the kids are very self-conscious about this and, you know, uh, you know, they don't want to, they're going to sprouts where, you know, you, you bring your container and fill it up and stuff like that. You know, it's, we're going to see a lot of changes, which is needed. But, um, you know, for those of us who consume medical products, we need to do our part and make sure that, you know, we know how to dispose of them correctly. And, you know, just don't throw anything in the trash or flush it down the toilet. That is just, you know, I'm sending you a stink eye if you do that. Thank you so much, Cher, for um, sharing your knowledge and, and you know, your passion for helping people have kidney disease. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Lori. It's always a pleasure. It, it's such an important subject. It just needed to be addressed. Thanks for listening to Kidney Talk, a program of Renal Support Network. Please make sure to find us on Facebook or sign up for our newsletter at rsnhope.org. Kidney Talk is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment from your physician. Always seek the advice of your own health care provider regarding your medical condition.